0: Hey, everybody. It's me. It's Lenora from It's a New Dawn. I'm really happy to be here. Um, I've been podcasting almost every day. I've been... Uh, people have just been DMing me and um, writing to me, so I've been really honored. And I want to keep this going. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where this is going to take me, but every time I meditate, I come up with something else. And today, it was just... Well, I already said this, but hashtag time to tell your story. And everybody has a story and every story is important, every single one. So I want to give you all a chance to come on here if you want to. And I will talk about that more on a TikTok post, but I'm really excited about it. Anyway, today I have the privilege of sitting down with a gentleman named Tim Fox. He um, is, his TikTok is called Strong Man Storytelling, correct? Strong Man Storytelling. And what drew me to him was, you know, yeah, okay. He's strong. Obviously he's strong. He does things like bending metal and doing crazy things. I think now he's like pulling a plane or something. You're doing something with the plane. But. That's not really what drew me to him. It was that strong man storytelling. And what I think that means, and you'll explain this, is that he goes to schools and he works with kids and we talk about adversities and overcoming them. He had said to me, you know what, Lenore, I don't really have that many adversities, but whatever, that doesn't matter. What he's doing now to help other children feel strong and empowered is going to help the next generation, which somebody coming from bulimia and having issues with body image my whole life, uh, that meant so much to me that you are empowering these children with strength, you know, and making it a great thing to be strong. You know what I mean? So that's what drew me to him. Okay, he has over 262,000 followers, but you know what? He's very humble. He writes to me back, he answers my questions. Oh my God, this guy is great. So, anyway, I'm gonna turn the camera over to you, Tim Fox. Take it away.
1: Okay, uh, it's really great to be here, and I'll tell you a little story about how I got into Old Time Strongman. So, Old Time Strongman differs from other parts of physical culture. In that you're doing these old-time feats of strength, so these feats of strength were over a hundred years ago, some of them. So tearing cards, tearing phone books, bending steel bars, uh, bending horseshoes, frying pans, those kind of things. Uh, taking a nail and putting it in your in your hand and driving it through a wooden board. But these feats of strength are used as a vehicle to get your message across. And I was introduced to this from Dennis Rogers. He's in Houston, Texas. And Dennis is really the greatest performing strongman of all time. So I've competed in strongman before. So that's where you see him lifting the stones and flipping tires and and pulling planes and semi trucks and whatnot. However, this is different. It's more of a performance art or a performing art. So you get up in front of a group of people and you do your feats of strengths to get their attention. And then you give them a really good message. So, it's, it's more of a vehicle to get your message across, and it's a great thing. So I was introduced to Dennis Rogers in 2007, and really online. I, I bought all of his DVDs on how to bend odd objects like hammers, wrenches, things of that nature. So I bought all of his DVDs, and then he did a coaching program online, and I joined that, and I met other old-time strongmen. And we
0: but all what drew you to? What drew you to, like, like that's, I don't know. Like, you know, anybody who knows me, I'm <laughs> a personal trainer. I'm really strong. But I don't know. Not, that would never enter my mind to yes. do those feats of strength. I mean, was it something you were brought up with? Like, you know, but your parents did it? Like, I don't know. What drew you to that? That kind of
1: strength. And uh, you talked about adversities. And when you first asked, I was like, you know, I don't have adversities, but we all have adversities. But when I was a child, my biological father was an alcoholic and he ran off. I never met him. However, it's not a sad story. So I look at it as overcoming adversity because I was raised by my grandparents. So they, you know, made it through the Great Depression. My grandpa was born in 1920. He went to go be with the Lord a few years ago, but he lived to be 92 years old. And he actually levered a sledgehammer, so you have a sledgehammer in your hand, and you levering your wrist to your nose. And I remember that as a child, and I was a really big pro wrestling fan. So when I was a little kid, I watched pro wrestling with my grandfather, and the and some of the characters were larger than life. You know, Macho Man Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, the Road Warriors, Sting, Lex Luger. I, I know,
0: I know Hulk Hogan, but that's about it. That's
1: so about it. those posters. <laughs> wall. So I had had posters of pro wrestlers on my wall. I played with He-Man action figures when I was a kid. So He-Man was really big. And and of course, he was jacked up. He had muscles and veins sticking out everywhere. And, <clears throat> you know, it's larger than life. You don't see people like that walking on the street, really. But you know, in your in your mind, it's a comic book that has come to life. So as a child, I was always drawn to things like that, that were kind of over the top, you know, And I think every boy and some girls are, you know, they, they love superhero mythology. You look at the superhero movies are some of the, you know, greatest movies of all time and, and, uh, definitely big box office. So really it, it, drew me to that. I started lifting weights when I was about 12 years old and I actually, my, I lifted in the basement and my mother would count my reps for me. So People would say, oh, man, that's really dorky. But really, it's very sweet. So, you know, I would. Very sweet. Oh, my God. I wouldn't even
0: do that for my son. Well, maybe I would. But And I was (laughs) was
1: skinny. I was a picky eater. So I'd be lifting weights in the basement. And my mom would be like my cheerleader. And she'd be like, you can do it, Tim. You can do it. You know, and Ah, I wish.
0: That's great. That's so great.
1: I wish I had it on tape. Because really, even though I was a skinny kid and a picky eater, my mom was always, of course, my biggest fan, as she should be. And then I joined a gym. Uh, I was probably 13, 14 years old. And throughout high school, I worked at that gym one day a week, cleaning the whole gym. And they had a hot tub and a swimming pool. And I had to clean that and vacuum everything, you know, wash every, you know, machine in the the building. And really that built a work ethic for lifting. So I I knew that I, I was trading out my time three hours a week. To get a free membership so you know it's i kind of i've paid my dues you know in the, in the world of, of weightlifting and physical culture i've competed in powerlifting as an adult of course um uh, competitive strongman grip sport which is actually using your grip strength to lift various items off the ground i just recently uh, competed in arm wrestling i've competed in jujitsu so probably like five different disciplines And even I love pro wrestling. And while I was 18, 19 years old, I actually uh, was in pro wrestling here in Tennessee. So,
0: Okay, I was going to ask you, I (laughs) forgot you're from Tennessee. Okay.
1: And I can say that, hey, I I give all the glory to God. He has let me go after every dream I've ever wanted. All those things that I just mentioned, including law enforcement. I've been in law enforcement for 20 years. I'm 41 years old now, and I started when I was 20. So I couldn't even legally buy beer when I, when I became, (laughs) when I was in law So it's been a 20 year career. It's really been great. And, um, I've, I've loved it. And it was a desire of my heart as a child. And I believe that the Lord will give you the desires of your heart, you know, and every every dream I've ever had been able to go after. So the old time strongman dream is definitely, you know, one of my favorite dreams of all time. I have to give credit to Dennis Rogers. Iron Tamer Dave Whitley, Pat Povolitis, uh, Hercules, Chris Ryder. There's there's so many. I I don't want to name anybody because I'd be leaving them out. Mike the Machine, Bruce.
0: Where do you think? Where do you think? I have a question. Where do you think all of these followers come from on your TikTok? I mean, you deserve them. I'm just saying. Like
1: exactly where they come from, and and, uh, and I, I got tell me. Yes, I got the suggestion from a friend. So of course. TikTok as a platform, you have to get people's attention immediately. You can't waste time. Um, the first five seconds, somebody decides whether they're going to watch your whole video or not. And even then, the attention spans are so short, especially with younger kids and, and young adults, they'll make a decision very fast to flip because they want to do something else. And, you know, there's some long-term effects to that, which I'm afraid of. It's like I'm afraid people aren't going to be able to sit and watch a good movie because, you know, you keep looking at your phone. I know. It's
0: crazy. It's crazy. That's what I was was saying, you guys, audience.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Every time I have a new person on here, I give them a little spiel before we start recording. And, um, unfortunately, it's like I say, you know, we can't really record more than an hour because people's attention spans are just not there, which is really sad. It's really sad, you know,
1: because really social media is training us to be that way in a way, you know, however, but it it's good,
0: work. but it's good in other. It's good in other ways, it's right? Because we would have never met or
1: Yes, it's like not, not a complete negative at all. And I really enjoy Tiktok. But getting back to, you know, how I got my followers. Honestly, the giveaways, people what's in it for me, people want giveaways. So I started bending hammers, frying pans, horseshoes big steel bars, I've been bars into pretzels, all kinds of different shapes. And my friend Stan Saley said, Tim, why don't you just, you know, come out of your pocket five dollars and mail some of these things to people. He said, just randomly pick somebody because sometimes I I will sell them on TikTok. So Mm I've sold I've sold like a hammer that I bent for $50. You know, somebody just wanted (laughs) the hammer. So He said, why don't you just give away some of this stuff? So like a 12 inch spike and I bend it into a U shape and then I will randomly select somebody. I will do the giveaway and I'll, I'll I'll usually bend it on camera and I'll say, guys, I'm doing a giveaway. I'm going to select somebody this Friday and the messages, TikTok needs interaction. So what you do is you have them put what state they are from in the message or you know, I, it was really a way to get people to follow me on Instagram too. So I'd say to be eligible for the giveaway, you have to follow me on Instagram and TikTok and type both in the comments. You have to give them directions for something to do. And the algorithm of TikTok sees that people are interacting with you, people are following you, and people are, you know, just having that back and forth with you. That's why I really try to answer every message that's positive. I
0: know. I know you do. And yes. that's what makes you so great because, <laughs> and I'm with my measly 7,000 followers, followers—I, which I cherish. I mm-hmm. cherish each and every one of them. But my question, yes, I, uh, it wasn't really about, like, yeah. how did you get all those followers? It's, It's more... Like what makes it about you that there's yeah. so many people who are interested in seeing somebody bend like me? I've always been into fitness and stuff, but I don't know. It just seems like a very um, it's a a different kind of thing. I don't know. That's what I mean. But I also think it's because you're so nice and you do you do try to answer people, which is amazing because what my point was, I do answer everybody, of course, but sometimes I'll spend like, 45 minutes to an hour if it's a really good post and then I have a lot of people I want to make sure that I don't just put a heart or whatever mm-hmm. for people like you with 250,000 followers I don't know how you would even it would yes. take days
1: it can not I was actually lucky enough I did a chain breaking video where I broke the chain and it really took off and it it got 7 million views and it got 1 million likes so it is the first video that i've ever gotten a million likes on one video and it, i answered almost everybody if you go in the comments like i answered almost every single person who and there was thousands of comments and i just Crazy. Took And what i will do is i because that sounds like man that's a waste of time you know versus I don't you know
0: think
1: so. That's, however I can listen to a podcast the same time that I do that. So I can listen to a podcast that I love and answer these things. And my brain can be listening to the podcast or a book on tape while I go in the comments and answer everybody in a nice way. And a lot of times people just want an emoji, a heart or a flex or or a flame Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or, or a smiley face, but I will call them by name. You know, if their name is Derek, I'll say, thank you so much, Derek. It doesn't take me a second to write Derek. And it really makes them do it. I've had people do that. If I say, thank you, Derek. I really appreciate you. Immediately, Derek will follow me. And, and because I named his name. People love to hear.
0: And you've so, done yeah. it for me. You were yeah. very genuine with me.
1: Yes.
0: You, I, sent, I sent you a couple of yoga videos, <laughs> which are now on YouTube, by the way. Awesome. Uh, on my channel. Yeah, so I, I posted them on there. Um, a different one than you have. So you might be interested in them. A yin couple yen and restorative but that's what i mean audience listeners tim is genuine he really is i mean he's just a nice guy just a nice guy and what you're doing i mean we're going to get into this obviously what you're doing for the kids because that's um a beautiful thing
1: but really going back to how, how I got my followers interaction and giveaways. So, you know, it and it it's what's in it for me. People look at it and they say immediately when I go on another thing and you do this a lot, you shoot your videos outside. I think sunlight is very good for videos because you need brightness. You'll see a lot of videos that don't get a lot of views on TikTok. It's in the dark or it's in the dark in the room with bad lighting. I've got some sunshine coming in behind me today, but mm-hmm. you know Sometimes I'd be outside, but I'd sweat to death today because it's kind of hot here in Tennessee. Okay. If I bend something outside, I will wear a bright shirt. So today I'm wearing navy blue. I will wear red, yellow, or orange, something that mm-hmm. gets attention immediately. And I'll say, hey, I'm doing a giveaway. You guys want this frying pan? I'm about to bend it right now, and I'm going to give it to you. You could win this. And when when Yeah when they hear that in the first five seconds and they see the brightness of my shirt and the brightness of the sun, and then I'm positive, And then they start interacting with me and I'm answering them and trying to call them by name. They're like, wow, nobody does this, you know? Yeah, so, that's <laughs> awesome. That's how you do it. I have it.
0: nothing, I have nothing really to give away.
1: <laughs> you could give away one month uh, coaching program or one month of training or, that's true. or, yeah, you can, there's always something, you know, cause I, that's true. It, it's like, you just got to get creative and think, you know, what can I give away? You know, there's so many things, you know, I you, can, get- yeah,
0: you called, you called me out, you duetted me, or you said something with, uh, you know, the quality of the food, uh, cause I'm a nutritional counselor. Yeah. So I yes. don't give, I don't hand somebody a diet and say, okay, this is what you're going to eat. I go by what they're eating and then I revamp the way they like to eat with yes. that, whatever they can afford, better quality food, all of that, so um, you you uh, put that on your page, which I was—I don't know—I was just like this guy is so sweet. This guy, this guy is so nice. Got him having on my podcast, and you Good. were like, "Yeah, I'll be on your podcast." Anyway, so everybody follow him. Not that he needs the follows, but you know, follow him. And uh, go ahead, go ahead, keep going.
1: Yeah. Uh, so really, that's it. On getting views and getting viewers just put out positive content that's interactive. I don't argue with trolls. One of the best things to do. If somebody's a troll, they're taking time out of their day to argue, to argue with you. You still come got back, me here? Come
0: back. Yeah, right. no, there we are. There we
1: are. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but if somebody is taking time out of their day, put you down, you know, to, to argue with you, there's people who have called me fat, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm six foot, I weigh about 290. So I am heavy, but it's like, you know, I'm not morbidly obese. However, you know, there's people who said, Oh, you got a belly, you know, that kind of thing, you just delete it immediately. So I delete somebody and block them, you know, not because I have sensitive skin, I can take anything, you know, in law enforcement, I've taken all kinds of, you know, disrespect and whatnot Mm -hmm. over the years. However, you know, if somebody is taking time to be a troll, they have no good intentions. They are trying to bring you down. So I tell people this all the time, ignore them, not, not just ignore them, you delete the comment because you're good followers that you're interacting with in a good way. They don't need to take time out of their day to read that negative comment. So I delete the comment, and I've had people argue with me and say, no, you need to keep all the comments in there because the algorithm wants you to have more interaction, positive and negative, no. If you come to my site or my TikTok, it's going to be all positive, and there's not going to be a single person talking negativity on there because they get blocked.
0: I love you, I love and, you, Tim. Yeah,
1: it's great because it's like a weight off your shoulders. It's it's just right. a weight off your shoulders.
0: For me, for me though, um, I've gotten some, not a, hardly any, because I'm, you know I'm not whatever. <laughs> but for me, I just feel like um, that. I feel I feel sorry for people who have to do that. Uh, I feel like they're hurting. Yes. And I always respond in a positive way, Yeah. which may be wrong, but no. maybe I should delete. Like my kids say, Ma, just delete it. You know, yeah. just delete it. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Because I, I think- know me and I know my intention. And mm-hmm. you got to just love yourself, Tim. And yes. not now I'm not disagreeing with you because we all do things differently. But yeah. – just feel like if it if you are doing the right thing and you love yourself, yeah. those things aren't going to bother you at all because they're the oh, ones hurting.
1: You it, know, it, they took
0: the time out to do it.
1: Mm. It doesn't bother me. But then I look at it from the aspect of they don't even deserve to be on the page. I hate to say it. And my, okay. my good followers that are taking their time to, to read my stuff, they don't need to read it either. It serves no legitimate. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and it's, It's just one of those things where it leads to nowhere good and you'll never straighten anybody out. Uh, No, no,
0: no. I'm not looking to straighten anybody out. I just, I just reply in a, which ends up with ends up them. Yeah. Either getting mad or like fighting back. And then at that point, well I've never had anybody come back after I did a response, but honestly, I'm just, I feel yep. bad for them if they have to take the time out to do something like that when my intentions are always good.
1: Yes. On TikTok. But then I had to learn, you know, they're not gonna have an epiphany and be sorry or try to, you know, make it right or anything like that. Right, so, right,
0: right, 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 right.
1: And I can actually delete the comment and block them in probably ten or fifteen seconds. So it's true. a lot.
0: But... Very true. Very true. I'm not disagreeing with you I'm just okay. saying the way I would I do it um, if somebody if somebody was really really harsh I probably yeah. would block because I'm very yeah. sensitive too so. but um, you know so keep going
1: yeah so um, of course the so what led
0: you what led you to like working with kids how many kids do you have
1: me and my girlfriend together, we have seven kids all together. Now, uh, some, I didn't
0: know that.
1: three of them are grown. So three of them are grown and I'm actually a grandfather. I was a grandfather last year at 40 years old. So, and I have two grandbabies. I have two granddaughters. So I became a grandfather at 40 and I became a father at 19. So I was young when I started. So I, wow. was
0: young- so I didn't know you had seven kids. I've only seen, I think I've only seen like the one boy, maybe. With the blonde yep. hair, lifting we got, weights, we got, and
1: then we've got uh, seven. Yep, we've got seven all together.
0: Together, together,
1: you uh, and your girlfriend. Well, separately, but together. You know what I mean? All together, like. So both she.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Having, oh my god.
1: Yes, wow. but three, three are grown in, in college, and uh, you know, one is two. One is a senior in high school, so it's it's all ages. It's ages wow. twelve. So the youngest wow. is twelve.
0: 21. Wow. So what led you to do what you're doing? I, I mean, you're a cop. And then you're still practicing. You're still, you said you're still practicing being yep. a cop, right? Yes. And then, but then these strongman shows or whatever, or going to school, I gave you that idea to do that.
1: Yes. My mentor, Dennis Rogers, you know, he he's been all oh. over the world uh, and at probably every continent, you know, he's performed in Europe, Japan, everywhere. So he's been all over the world. And and I was able to do these feats and, and it is a, a niche of a niche. It's a very small group. And I hang out with magicians a lot of times. Even What they do is sleight of hand and what I do is legitimate feats of strength. However, we're both getting up in front of a crowd and we are speaking and trying to hook people into our story by using a magic trick or, or a feat, you know? And sometimes old time strong men wanna completely stay away from magicians because they don't want people to think what they do, they're doing is fake. So, okay. but I hang out with them a lot because of showmanship and whatnot. So, you know, there are uh, many magicians all over the world who are very successful that you've never heard of, you know, that, and they perform 200 shows a year, you know? Last year I performed 50 shows a year and that was a record for me. So that was almost one a week. And uh, the pandemic slowed me down, but really my goal is to perform 100 to 200 shows a year. So, you know, it w- it'll be a lot more, but I believe I can do it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for it. But the pandemic slowed me down. But I actually have two shows coming up this weekend. I have a show in Shelbyville, Tennessee on Friday night and a show in Jasper, Tennessee on Saturday at 2 p.m. So And these
0: are, and these are both for, for children?
1: Well... I- the first one is for celebrate recovery a group at a church and it's they're you know they're they're recovering and they're staying drug free and i'm giving them some motivation and that's going to be adults but they may have a few children there from their family and the next one will be a jesus jam event which is a christian event where there'll be gospel singing snow cones you know all kinds of stuff and it's going to be on Nickajack Lake and it's going to have a stage and I'll be there all day, but I go on at, t- at two o'clock and it's a, it'll be giving all the glory to God. So I do church shows where I give all the glory to God. And then I do school assembly shows where elementary and middle school, I concentrate on bullying, anti-bullying. And then for high school, I still do bullying, but I do suicide prevention and substance abuse also. So, so and you know. how do
0: you intertwine? Like, what is the reaction? For, I mean, what are the ages of the kids that you normally go and do these shows? And what are their reactions? Like, what?
1: Every every age. What honestly. are the
0: positive feedback that you've gotten to? Like, what's your main goal?
1: Yes. In the whole show? Tell me. Yeah. To inspire to inspire and you know, and to teach kindness for for bullying. It's like I'm promoting kindness is what is what I'm trying to do, you know, and but being, how do you
0: how do you do that through your strength with the show? Like, how do you do it? I'm sorry, if I'm like, I just like do you have a set show that you do like a script.
1: I, I have had a script and I do have a script that's pretty much in my memory. However, for the breaking the monotony for me and to have fun, I'm I try things that I've that sometimes I've never done before. Uh, this coming weekend, and I'm gonna try three things, which is really a lot. Most entertainers would tell you not to try three things that you've never done before, but I'm gonna try three things that I've never done before in a show. I know that I can do them because I've done. In, in rehearsal, but you know it's it's something there's so many things to change. A lot of performers can have a routine and do the exact same thing over and over. However, that bores me to tears and I like interaction. I like to throw out activities for the crowd like you know if if, if you believe that, give me an amen or if you if you've ever felt bullying, raise your hand you know when you get people to raise their hand or, or chant something or just clap. It keeps them engaged. So you have to have activities. And I learned that from Sean Stevenson, who is one of the best speakers I've ever heard. So- Shawn, uh,
0: hey, wait, wait, wait. Stevenson. Is he the one who passed away?
1: Yes, yes.
0: the, the little doctor, yep. the doctor, I love him. I loved him. He's, loved a, he, him.
1: he's amazing. Uh,
0: oh my God. <laughs> when I was feeling down about myself, ma'am, because I don't know if you know my story. I mean, my story, you know, I'm almost deaf. I uh, have I was sexually abused, blah, blah, blah. Every, you know, everybody has a story and feeling down, feeling down. And I came across Sean on Facebook probably about 10 years ago, I want to yeah. say. Yes. And I, I was sobbing. I was sobbing. Yeah. I'm like, I have no right now. Believe me, you go back and forth. But that guy was awesome. Oh my God.
1: He is, he's really the best speaker. And as far as speaking goes, he's the best, he's the best coach. You know, he was the best coach ever for, he changed our show. I'll tell you how he changed it. One time I was on a, a video call with him, quite like this, you know. So he said, uh, he said, Tim, he said, what I'm thinking is, he said, you know, these kids, they love what you do and they love what you give them when you bend something. But he said, they want to bend something too. And he said, what I'm visualizing as he said, I'm visualizing these kids bending a spoon. He said, is there any way you give them a spoon and have them bend a spoon the way you bend spikes and wrenches? And I said, Sean, that is perfect. So I did it, of course. And uh, I even incorporated it last year in our national night out event where we meet police, where the community meets police officers. And I had a giant stuffed animal that was a pink gorilla. And I brought a kid on stage and I said, if you bend this spoon, you get to keep this pink gorilla you know so he bent the spoon and uh won the gorilla and people want to see somebody win you know that so i tried in my shows and going back to your previous question you you've got to hook them you've got to have something good in the beginning of the show to hook their attention you know and and you have to they have to know that you're there to have a good time and and you know to you know entertain you know so A very simple question that hardly any entertainer ever asked and and it's the perfect question and it just fell on me one day i said guys i want to have fun do you guys want to have fun and everybody screamed yes and it it brought chills to me i was like okay i said well we're gonna said we're gonna have fun do you guys want me to be in the frying pan or the horseshoe first and and i said if you want me to be in the frying pan say frying pan and they chant frying pan Right there, I've already got them. I've got them because they've already chanted with me and, and, they, and they're interacting with me. But I let them know right off the bat, I'm here to have fun, guys. Like, we're going to talk about some serious stuff. and uh, But at the same time, I want there to be interaction. I, I'm serving you guys. We're going to have a great time. And I'm going to lift some of you guys that are willing. I'm going to lift you above my head. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to have fun. I'm going to put you on my shoulder and carry you. I'll do. I, we'll do all kinds of stuff, you know? So, like, it's like the wild, wild west there's anything happen you know what i mean (laughs) so you go
0: you go all around uh united states to do these shows like uh last year before covid you did uh all over and also are you like hired from the school as a cop doing strongman okay because i know that cops will come and do the anti-bully stuff and uh
1: I have done that. So for me, that's a, that's an area where, you know, so I work, I I work at Bedford County Sheriff's office in Shelbyville, Tennessee, and I will do all the shows here, of course, for free, you know, because it's part of my job as, as, as a sheriff's officer. But when I go out, of course, you know, that that's, I'll charge, of course. Mm -hmm. And I've, Performed in uh, here in Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, and I performed in Arizona for Sean Stevenson. So two years ago, Sean. You and met
0: B- him? Did you meet him
1: personally? I, yes, I I went to his uh sp- speaking seminar, 10K speeches, two years in a row, in 2018 and 2019, and in 2008. I,
0: I just yeah, I just want to say, you guys. If you ever need inspiration, he has passed away. He, um, what was his disease? I don't even know the name of what he had, but I don't want he was
1: Oste- osteogenesis imperfecta, I believe. Is okay, Or your bones and break. Mm-hmm.
0: And he was an MD, right? I think he was an MD. He, he
1: was. He's definitely. Uh, he. He's a therapist for sure, and I, I don't want to misquote exactly.
0: You know. I thought. Yeah, I'm not. I. I. I'm not sure either, but I thought he might have been an MD but he was such an inspiration and like I said to Tim I started getting down on myself and I was like oh my god what am I doing what am I doing so look him up look him up
1: one of his main messages is self-care you know you have to take care of yourself it's like the in the airport when they tell you you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you can put the oxygen mask on it so you have to take care of yourself you have to identify what you enjoy to do whether it's things that you do like journaling, meditation, yoga but with me it's lifting weights you know going for a walk you know praying so it, whatever we need to get back on track that's what we need to do and we can't forget that we have to take care of ourselves
0: well my motto is and i it's not my motto I mean it's been said many many times by many people you have to be selfish to be selfless
1: yeah you Definitely. do i
0: mean i'm Definitely. very selfish with yeah. my care because well, yep. i'm not a nice person if i don't take care of myself I, and that includes my meditation my yoga my walking in nature my exercise in the gym my nutrition you know yeah. um because if i don't eat well you know it you know it yes so yeah Definitely. wow so what what has been the feedback have you gotten any special letters or anything from oh, yeah. anybody? Spe-
1: it, 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 it's amazing, actually. I, I get, you know, every time I do a show, I'll get private messages. You know, I've, I've had people send me gifts to my house. You know, it, it's like they'll go back and forth with me and I, I'll give them a P.O. box, you know, and it's like I there's, there's all kinds of feedback and just, you know, people giving you messages uh kids drawing things for me you know there's there's just so many things and it really never ends it's a it's a it's really a huge honor and a privilege to to even do it and i i do believe that it's been my destiny to meet dennis rogers and it's also been my destiny to meet sean stevenson so but but dennis is really the greatest performing strongman of all time He's not a big guy, you know, he's, uh, he's probably five foot eight, five foot nine, 168 pounds. And he can bend things that I can't bend. So size doesn't matter. I tell people that size doesn't matter. Gender doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter. There's, there's men that are older than me that can do things that I can't do. And I'm 41. So, you know, Dennis is in his 60s and he can do things I can do. There's a man in his 80s named Slim the Hammerman who was also a mentor to Dennis. And he can lever the sledgehammers like I was talking about. He can leave her things that I cannot leave her, and he's 82 years old. So, age doesn't Amazing. matter. Age doesn't so, matter. Sex doesn't matter. Gender yes. doesn't matter.
0: I I believe that too. Have you <laughs> met? You haven't met Dennis. You have not met him.
1: I have. Yes. I, I okay. I just,
0: you have. Okay. I
1: went to Texas this year again and, and spent time with him. Okay. And I first, first met him in 2008 in person, but I had been coaching. You know, he'd been coaching me for about a year at that point. And you know, several, throughout the years, of course, but we actually flew to Houston, Texas this year and, and uh, spent a few days with Dennis to sit under the learning tree and, and learn some more.
0: And that was the best thing of your, in your whole life? <laughs> <The> it, <best.
1: laughs> he can, a very small thing, like I said, even the Sean Stevenson telling me about getting the kid to bend the spoon, one thing can change your whole presentation one word can change your whole presentation one sentence can change your whole presentation and one idea can change your whole show so you know there's just so much to learn it never ends and and just like i studied jujitsu and arm wrestling it never ends there's always something to learn there's always just something to learn in yoga you could you could live for you know 200 years and not know everything about yoga and not know everything about performing strong and being a public speaker learning never ends and it's fun to be a lifelong learner and every everything that we go after in life you know every activity that we do it's endless amount of learning so it it just keeps changing and getting better so it's a i've done it for a long time now and i'm still getting better so you know i'm really enjoying it
0: You got a lot of years left on you got a lot of years left like yoga you always come to the mat as a beginner always I always yes. come to the mat as a beginner. Um, was it, has TikTok changed your life?
1: It has in a way, it did show me, you know, I knew, I knew what I was doing is important. Uh, I already knew that, but it gave me a better interaction with people. And you know, it's, um, it's just showed me how much people love it. And it also reminded me as a performer and as a speaker that you have to get people's attention very quickly And so it's a microcosm of society, really, because you have bullying on TikTok. You got people who are just running through being bullies and just like you have in real life. And you have to get people when you're a public speaker, you have to get their attention immediately. People decide whether they're going to listen to you in the first few seconds. It can it can be and it's just our brain. It's how our brain works. We judge. You know what I mean? We judge. Is this worth my time? That's that's the judgment this guy worth my time what's he talking about what does he want to do and that's why it's better to have an interaction with them and the same Mm -hmm. thing on uh, you i I want interaction with people i don't want to just put it up and forget about it so you know i ask a question on tiktok sometimes it's better just to ask questions of your audience and see what they think you know just just have to have that interaction and you got to have that when you're a performer and a speaker you have to have the people in the palm of your hand talking about sean stevenson I had never heard anybody, and I'm a big Tony Robbins fan, and Tony Robbins was a mentor to Sean. But when I went to Sean's seminar in in, uh, Phoenix, Arizona in 2018, I went 2018 and 19, but in 2018, Sean made everybody laugh, he made everybody cry, and he made everybody rethink their life. And when he made everybody cry, he told a very sad story, but he also used the theatrics of turning the lights down low and putting a spotlight on himself. And he told his story and it will bring chill bumps on your arm. And I was thinking, what the hell is happening to me right now? Like, I don't understand this. I don't understand that a person can have that much impact. And it was just- Oh
0: God, I think I, I, think I know what talk you're talking about. Cause I just got the chills and that that was on YouTube. That was on, that was on, that was a talk. Yes. like. And oh, it, it, you guys have to look this guy up, Sean Stevenson, such a great guy. My he,
1: God. Is, he is wonderful. And he's, he's really, he's my all time favorite speaker as far as speaking goes. I, I even rank him above Tony Robbins and I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan. I love the energy and, and, uh, and positivity of Tony. I've listened to so much Tony Robbins over the years. However, Sean really is my favorite, you know, not, and it's not even really a comparison. Like I don't even like to compare people who's better It's just Sean has that way of reaching into your heart and he'll grab it and he's not going to let it go, (laughs) you know. So it's
0: not, uh, He's he's not, not. oh my God. I got to go and watch him (laughs) again. You just, there's a reason why you said him because sometimes, you know, I'm human. Sometimes I feel down and- Oh yeah. Probably just have to watch some Sean Stevenson today to lift me up again. (laughs) I really enjoyed this talk with you, Tim. Um, Is there anything else you want to share before you, and also before you part, I want you to give the audience and the listeners some words of wisdom and, um, you know, but before that, if there's anything we haven't touched upon that you want to share.
1: Yeah mainly just follow me on instagram and TikTok at strongman storytelling and i really appreciate everyone for for doing that and then the words of wisdom come straight out of the bible it's the greatest commandment and that's love one another you see all the pain in, in the world right now and there's so much division, and the media is causing a lot of this division because you know they love clicks and 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 they love money. So you know it's a it's a money-driven world, and and the media is putting out all this information, and people are hurting, and people are trying to hurt each other, and we need to love one another. So you know we need love, we need God's love, and you know we we need to stop being so selfish and love one another. You know you got to love your brother and sister. I so love that, it that's the, I love the it. of them all. So
0: I love it. Um, and people can get, do you have like a link tree
1: under I do. your, and, and I do have a website that's coming at strongmanstorytelling.com, but it's not ready yet. And uh, okay. But, so
0: I'm just going to put your TikTok information then,
1: right? Yeah. TikTok and Instagram, okay. exact same thing. Strongman Storytelling
0: okay i will have that in the show notes hang out for one second so everybody put your plugs in if you've heard me before but i give out my google number if anybody wants to uh be on the show give me any feedback um or just text me 609-429-4058 all this information will be in the show notes I always talk about the Roar Bar. I am not sponsored by the Roar Bar. I am an ambassador and an affiliate. It is the only package good I eat. Um, it is vegan, but it's good for any diet. It is protein packed with 19 to 21 grams of protein a bar. 11 uh, Organic ingredients, all organic except for the almond butter, which they're trying to make organic. 11 to 13 net carbs, no artificial sweeteners. Uh, put together by coconut oil, sweetened by coconut nectar, blackstrap molasses, and some Himalaya salt. Ten uh, percent of their net proceeds go to feed the hungry children worldwide, which I just love about the company. And owned owned by Jake and Rachel, very young married couple, based out of Minnesota. Please, if you're going to buy, please buy from the affiliate link that I am posting below that helps me and it also helps them and on that note thank you tim fox for being here with me i appreciate it have a wonderful and blessed day everybody